All right, y'all, what's up? My name is Elston. <laughs> That's Dom in the background. She's made me a little hotty toddy, you know what I'm saying? Always at the crib, Ash and Dom's crib for sure. Dom and Ash's crib for sure. You know what I'm saying? If you don't know who I am, it's interesting. But it's cool. My name is Elston. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is a solo dolo episode. As Ashley would say, solo bolo. So we're going to start off with some check-ins or check-in because it's only me. I just turned 25 the other day. So, you know, that's pretty big. It's pretty interesting. I feel like an adult now. Um, my fam is asking me, like, do you feel different? You feel a year older? And I was like, yeah, I do, actually. Like, you know, <laughs> usually people are like, oh, no, nah, I don't feel anything. It's like, nah, I felt like when I woke up, I was like, yo, damn, I'm 25. Like, I got to get to it. I got to get my life in order. I got to get this done. Like, you just feel like all the pressure. Of, or that's how I felt. Just like the pressure of everything I need to get done and everything I want to accomplish. I just felt all of that, like. I know I'm still young, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't feel old, but I just feel like you just feel a little bit more applied pressure, I'll say that. So, yeah. With that said, we're going to try to figure out what this episode is. I'm, I'm thinking a little bit, like, you know, since Ashley was talking about solo flying, I think keeping up with that theme, I'm going to do some, like, unpacking or some stuff. I've been told I have, like, a cool, funny way of, like, dealing with heavy topics. So, we're going to see what kind of heavy topics we might be able to kind of delve into. So yeah, they say that anything that can go wrong will go wrong, and it clearly did. You can hear it in the mic, but my motto for 25 is that we run with the punches. Whatever happens, don't that stop you from doing what you know you need to do. You got to just keep going. So with that said, we're going to just hop into the episode and just find out where you're supposed to be. Uh, I feel like sometimes it's how the mind works. You can't really sometimes control what goes in and out of it. Just got to flow with it, find peace with it. And I think that's what we're going to do. We're going to talk together, chop it up, and just find some peace. So, yeah, let's get into it. There's, like, really no flow for this. I think uh, ideas I have, I really love the movie The Matrix. And that's, it, like, one of my favorite movies. I didn't watch it until recent. Like, I'll say it in the last four to five years. But I've always known about the movie. But I think the movie has, like, a real powerful message. And I kind of want to talk about like, the matrix of the mind. So, yeah. For 25, I woke up, right? And I'm feeling, like, this immense pressure. I don't know where this pressure is coming from. I just I just feel it. Like, yo, I feel anxious for, for whatever reason. Like, this very deep anxiousness that I think we, we all feel. And I think I trace minds back to this sense of not feeling like I'm fulfilling my purpose or... I'm not where I'm supposed to be at a certain time or there's things I need to be doing that I'm not. I mean, probably, right? Because I, I do procrastinate sometimes. So there, there probably was things that I need to have been doing. But more importantly, I think we all feel this, this feeling of why am I not where I want to be or why am I at this current point in life? And I have a friend, Bridget, shout out to Bridget. I think she told me one of the most profound stories that's kind of helped me in that relationship with myself and, you know, with God and stuff, if I can remember it. But it's this idea that it's not God, I guess, delaying the blessing or delaying you sometimes. It's your resistance to fighting God. It's like, why am I here? Why am I here? Why am I here? Like, that's a question that's not necessarily about truly trying to understand why you're there, but just trying to get, yo, just tell me why I'm here. Like, why, why, why me? And I think being able to accept that, and humbly ask, like, yo, all right, I'm here, but what is it that you would have me to learn? What is it that you would have me to 
no. I think she told me, yo, accept where you're at and then ask God, like, what is it that you're trying to teach me? Like, what is it that you're trying to show me? And I think being able to be in that space of, I think that's the first thing I wanted to kind of talk about, like, the need to forever be a student of the game and understand that, like, yo, life is a teacher and class is always in session. <laughs> like, it is a course along the course of your life, right? So this idea that we are constantly learning and unlearning and relearning, and you honestly can't remember everything that you probably learned at one time, like knowing when to apply something, it, it calls for a lot of discernment and the ability to be keen a lot of the time that we as humans sometimes don't always have. But the reason why is because one of my second things I wanted to bring up is like, this idea of practice versus an act. Like we really have to be practitioners. And I'm saying this to myself, where it's, it's not just enough to do it once or do it, you know, twice. Like think about rehearsals or, or, or practice. Um, you have to do something repeatedly over and over and over. And I think that that is super important because I think about things like grace and kindness and love and patience and understanding I think we all, myself included, we, we know them as acts. Like, I, I can do it when it's convenient for who I want to. And I think sometimes the practice is really being not committed to, to yourself, but being committed to that value of whatever the, that is. So I'm, I'm committed to understanding. I'm growing and devoted to being more loving, more patient. And I think that begets a lot of growth because... It's really this thing of having to do it even when it's hard. Even when the, you know, someone's on your nerves, someone that you really is like, I, I don't even know how I could extend this towards somebody because of, or because of how they hurt me so much or because of they, they never give it to me. Like, why do I have to be the bigger person? Why do I have to always be the one to do that for that person? I think it's understanding that when you're committed to that, it's hard for sure, right? I'm not saying it's easy. I'm still learning. But it's you have to remember like, your why. Like, why am I doing this? What am I trying to get out of this? Like, is this me talking or is this my ego talking? Is this like bruised part of, parts of me talking? I think that's the bigger thing to kind of be cognizant of when it comes time to be able to practice these virtues because we have to practice them daily. It's not just like, oh yeah, well, you know, I did it on Monday, but Tuesday is like, ah, that kindness, you know, and I go out the window, I can't really be kind today. It's like, so can you really touch your kind? Like you were kind. But you can't touch it kind currently or you know presently. That's something that we have to continue to practice in the present. So that's a, one of the things I've definitely been, I guess, thinking about. That's one of the thoughts in my mind. This idea of like thought, uh, this idea of practice versus just acts, like just these nice acts that we like to do but don't keep up with. But like really being about that work, like yo, I'm going to try to do this daily. It probably always won't happen. But my efforts will be towards that rather than just being like, oh, yeah, well, I did it already. Trying, like, you have to continue to try. Of course, with boundaries, another thing I'm, you know, learning, but I'll say that for another time. But I think definitely just understanding and being committed to doing something daily, focusing on something daily, concentrating on something daily, especially about the ways in which we interact with ourselves and with one another. I think really, honestly, those, I'm thinking about it truly, those things become like meditations. It's, it's a meditation to be kind and, and loving and understanding and peaceable. Those things are kind of meditations, things that we meditate on the same way we say we pray and stuff. Those are also prayers that we have to do by 
acting. I know the Bible talks about sometimes like uh, being able to pray consistently. It's like, yo, how could I pray consistently when I have so many things to do throughout the day? But there's so many ways to to pray, so many ways to meditate and to, to have your heart and your, your, your mind set on your higher purpose and, and, your, and your higher being. I think that that's super important. All right, cool. Yo, we're doing pretty good. Like, I'm doing pretty good, I feel like. <laughs> I'm doing pretty good to kind of like work my way through. Um, I guess next thoughts, I would say that even just being 25, ooh, here's a good one. It's kind of bothersome to me how I feel like we're, we're all, like the pandemic is slowly receding. Uh, you know, we, I won't say it's coming to an end, but it's, we're further along than we were before. And I feel like with that being said, our memory is suffering about what has occurred in this past year. And I don't say that to be like critical, like, oh, yo, everybody's forgetting, like, I understand a lot happened where, you know, a lot happened emotionally, um, psychologically, physically for the entire world that can essentially warp our, our minds and our, our sense of reality to not even be realizing like, yo, that's actually what had just occurred because those moments of reflection can be so entirely deep. But I think in that I'm saying that we were at a, at a level where we were like, you know what? That's not sustainable. That way of life or that way of knowing it's not realistic. And I feel like maybe the pressure is also coming that I'm feeling. I don't know if y'all feel it. Let me know. It's pressure that we were on that wave, but now we're about to go all the way back to where it's like life's moving super, super, super fast. We don't have time to settle down. We don't have time to kind of think. We don't, we're not really questioning the circumstances which we are currently facing. I feel like we're, we're all running back to what we all deemed wasn't really good for us, but it was familiar. And I feel like that's, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That could be like an ex-lover. That could be anything that we all do. Like we run back to the things that we have already decided for ourselves. It's like, this doesn't suit me, but it, it feels good. It feels comfortable. And my teacher said something before, um, shout out to the Knowledge House for Chris. We were in class and he was like, you know what? I did tell you that this is gonna be a safe space. But I never said that, you know, that a safe space always meant comfortable. And I think that that's tremendously profound to be like, sometimes we conflate a lot of things like safe means comfortable, not necessarily. Um, I feel secure to be able to fall, to fail, to try something new, to be wrong, to make a mistake. Those things are all uncomfortable, but we should have safe spaces to be able to do that. I think that me and me saying that I'm just trying to think of my way through like, yo, how do I reconcile these feelings I have in this world that's kind of just moving the way it's kind of moving? What can we do? What should we be doing? I think that's a question that gets perpetually asked. Is there anything that can be done? And I think that my understanding at my time is like, I've learned like, yo, you can help a lot of people for sure, for sure, for sure. And I think for 25, this is one thing that I'm going to constantly be on myself and people can hold me accountable. Ah, uh, yikes. I asked for accountability. That's that's interesting. <laughs> but uh, I said it to say, like, the accountability to take care of yourself first and to also important to yourself. That's super important if you ever even think about being able to even try to do for others. It's super important to take care of yourself. We have responsibility to ourselves. I think my friend, Naja, had used the word self-betrayal. And I think I was, you know, we see a lot of conversations about self-sabotage, but I think betrayal is even a, 
strong word sometimes because it's like we know what we want to do or we know what we're deserving of. And even sometimes we uphold for ourselves, we know that there's certain things that we probably shouldn't do, but we'll betray ourselves and, and, and not trust ourselves because we're, we're, we're fearful. We're afraid of the unknown. And not even saying the unknown, like it's like, yo, the unknown. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? But more so like, we just, like, we're like, my brother always tells me this. We humans don't even realize we are creatures of habit. And that's really just what it is. Like we don't mean any necessary sometimes harm by it, but we go to what we like, we go to what we know, we go to what's familiar, we go to what's comfortable. The fear of the unknown sometimes is just like, yo, trying to move away from that sense of, okay, I don't have to do much work here. I don't have to think because I know, yep, I know how everything here works. I know, oh, yeah, I know you. I know you're about to do that. I already know my response to that. Cool. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, all the work is kind of done for us. We don't want to go somewhere where we have to be able to now do that work because I think, uh, you know what? I might get into some of my, my poems or my, or my writings. That's what I'm going to do right now. I'm going to get into one of my writings. I had this poem that I wrote, or I don't even know if it was a poem, bro. I was on campus and I went to Acme. My dad was like, you know, I talk about that a lot. Like, just write every day, whatever. And, you know, some people have the ideas, like, write when you want to write, write. I say do whatever you like. If you want to gain, you know, craft your skill, I see the importance in doing something daily, like I said before, a practice, but I also think that practice, like there's nothing to it. You can write every day. No one says what you have to write about, but you can get words on a paper. And that, I think that's, that's enough. Sometimes lowering our expectation for what it is that we're supposed to be producing from our efforts and really just focus on the effort. Like, let me just show up every day. I'm not going to place, you know, any cap or any limits on what I'm supposed to be giving. When I'm in the zone, I can produce this at this level of quality. But I know under the day that even if I can't produce that, the time that I spent working is still towards a greater good. All right, so I'll call this Ackerman Thoughts. I said, whew, this is my first time sitting down to write, sitting down to produce, to wallow in my own creativity and create. For so long, I've been afraid to create to produce, to make. I don't know what I was waiting for. I believe I over-romanticized the process of creating. What am I afraid of? Such a great question to ask. I'm afraid to slow down and let my thoughts flow and to be still and to be slow, yet be steadfast. I take in a lot and I'm always thinking and stimulated, but I need to give to be free. Nina Simone said, to be free means no fear. And I now understand I've been talking a lot about this idea of what do you want your legacy to be? And I need to start contemplating that I've also just now thought of freeing myself of perfectionism. I'm so worried with putting out quality, but if I value myself and my gift, I ought to make space for myself to let my gifts be free. To free myself of the need to be perfect, that's freedom. Not just to put things into the world, but to not restrict myself to myself. Free from my ego, free from time, free from man, free from always having to make sense, but to understand there is responsibility with freedom. My hope is to search and find my freedom with the ascending sun. That takes me to another thing that inspires me, the, the struggle for freedom, and especially for Black people, 
across time and space consistently be fighting for just the rights to to live a fulfilled realized examined life and that's that's difficult but i think that inspires me because as i read books you know from angela davis and i definitely need to read more i need to read a lot more but again patience right i'll get there when i'm ready sometimes too sometimes the the teacher comes when the student is ready so we have to always be able to open our hearts and our minds and be available and that's when we'll learn the most that's when we'll soak up the most and understand sometimes you have to experience first and then be able to reflect and then be able to, you know what? Oh, so that's what that was. All right, cool. So when I read about whatever, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes we want the textbook understanding first and we feel like the textbook understanding will rightfully and perfectly prepare us for the situation. And that's not always the case. I think that's what I'm learning too. Like whatever course that God got me in, it's a very dynamic course. It's like, okay, yeah, project first. I bet. How did I feel? All right, come back. Let's deconstruct this. And so I'm like, yo, God, can you, you know, just prep me for this? Like, okay, so what I need to be doing is like, nah, do what you feel. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's also about being able to learn to listen. Like, I think maybe I'm in faith one-on-one. I don't know, but like how to build faith because it's like, yo, I have to move and not know and wait. And I have to wait on you. And You know what I'm saying? It's just that, that ability to, to walk. And I don't want to say blindly, because I think blindly might be the wrong way, but it's maybe like walking without being able to see exactly what's in front of me. Walking without completely knowing. Because it's not blind, because I, I can see, but it's like that sense of the feeling that I don't know. And how do I, how do I combat that within myself to continue to move forward? Those are some things that are important to me. Uh, I don't even know how many like lists I'm listening to, but I'm just talking. Like we just hear we just chopping it up. We're just having a convo. This is just the matrix of my mind, like how sometimes the mind works. Like it can be a great friend and it sometimes can also be one hell of an enemy. And I think that that is a, a constant. We live in a duality as humans where we're neither wholly good or wholly bad, but it's just something we have to accept that, yo, within this, I recognize that I have these lower parts of me and I also have higher parts of me. And at any given time, I'm susceptible to being either one of those things because at the end of the day, it's still me. I just have to find what it is that I will allow to define me and and allow myself to indulge in. So I think with that comes a lot of self-awareness. Self-awareness. Self-awareness is a, man, it it could be a gift and a curse. you got to really... That's why it's, you got to really take your time with that. When you learn about yourself, because you're shedding so much, you have to come to understand who you thought you were. Okay, I bet. Boom. Shed that. Then it's like, all right, cool. Well, I'm shedding that, I'm going to make my new person. This is who I want to be. And you, you make that new person. It looks great. Yo, got all the qualities, all the virtues. Now you look like that. That's a good person. Like I would want to be that person. You try to be that person. Or well, that person is you. But then it's also like, hmm. Sometimes we can still limit ourselves. That's what I'm talking about when I said free myself from myself. We can still limit ourselves because we have defined ourselves. And again, not saying don't define yourself. That's all I'm saying. But I'm saying sometimes that, again, the fear of the unknown, we've become so comfortable with this definition that we've created of ourselves. Now having to move from that, that'd be some, that'd be, that'd be some work. (laughs) 
to be like, yo, but I put so much time and effort and thought and care into who I thought I wanted to be. And sometimes it's like, yeah, that's cool. That was a good starting point. But now we're going to really be able to grow beyond that. Are you ready to grow beyond that? That's the hard part. That's the hard part. Having to then shed that again because you know what it felt like to be completely lost. So you're like, damn, I got to go back into the wilderness again? <sighs> nah, I'm good. I'm good. Just having to take your time with yourself, you like, I have to shed that. Yeah, no one wants to go back into the wilderness once you came out, but I think that's the part of life where it's like, there's never a stopping of that. It's like, you're just equipped. Like, okay, cool. You just trust God. Like, all right, I made it out before. I know that if I go back in, he's got me. But what I need, to, what I know I must do is listen. I know I have to listen. I know I have to stay attentive. I know I have to draw near to him. Those, those be the hard things. Those be the things that we're fearful of. Or I think, let me not say y'all, those we. Like, I guess I say we, I'm including myself. But I think in this podcast, honestly, I'll probably run this back to listen to myself. Like, yo, you saying a lot of good stuff, but are you are you really doing this? Are you really practicing? That's really what it comes down to at the end of the day. Are we listening to what we're saying? And I think, again, that idea of self-responsibility and taking care of self, we be so ready to give everybody advice. So ready to advise everybody else on what they should and could do, which is great. But I think we don't take time to, to listen to ourselves and understand ourselves about what it is that we need to be doing. And we don't listen to that voice. So it's like, in a way, because we don't listen to ourselves, we also feel the need for somebody else to listen to us because we want to feel heard. We want to feel like, no, nah, I got you. But listen, you can just do this. I'm making it easier for you. Why can't we understand that for the spirit that resides in us, that speaks to us, that says, hey, I want to be heard too. Hey, I got the answers for you. Hey, hey, hey. It's hard for us to listen to that voice, but in this very like natural realm, we'll, we'll, we're able to do that for others. I don't know, man. I'm chatting, bro. <laughs> but I feel like whatever it is that's, I guess this, this whole thing is about the fear and trying to be free. I think that's what it really was. Like, I think in, even my, my talks about, you know, anxiety and trying to figure out who it is I want to be and who it is I want to become and what I want to reach. And in this world, the world's moving back to almost like, you know, pre-corona, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is 2021 AC after corona. It's like, it's, it's, it's hard because if we're not resistant, if we're not steadfast, we're going to fall right back into a slumber. We're going to fall right back into Oh, but this is how things were. And it's like, but we, we knew that's not how things were supposed to be. So are we going to take it apart ourselves to slow ourselves down, to really think, to really use our emotions, to really connect with one another and be like, you know, I want a deeper connection beyond all this material stuff, to be able to disassociate ourselves from like what defines me and what we define life is. And I got this planned out. Like that don't mean nothing. And we've seen that already. But when we have the knowledge and the wisdom, I think, that's one of the things that was so funny. I was, I guess, talking to God, and he was just, one day I prayed for him, wisdom, wisdom, wisdom. I go, God, give me the wisdom. Give me the wisdom. Give me the wisdom. And he was just like, yo, you're, you're knowledgeable, bro. Like, you have knowledge. The wisdom comes in the application, and I, I can't do that for you. I can't make you apply it. It's up to you to apply that. If you want to be wise, you have to apply what you know to be true. You don't need to find it out because you already know it to be true. But you have to do it. It's not good enough just to know sometimes. Lauryn Hill has this quote in a song, which I also love, um, the whole Unplugged discography. 
that is by far one of my, that's like a, a, a piece of work that has defined my, my life or helped me very long along my way of understanding this, this world. Um, and the only way to know is to walk and learn and grow. You learn by doing. I think if we, I'm trying to understand that more in life too, is like sometimes you want to learn by not doing, but you have to learn. You got to get in the game. You can only learn but so much in the sidelines. You know what I'm saying? So sometimes you don't want to get to the game. It's game time scary. You know what I'm saying? You got lights in the face and you got you to handle that full court press. Is you, is you ready for that? Sometimes, sometimes you're not. So it's like we really have to learn by doing. This idea of being a practitioner, the idea of action and, and understanding that these things are to be done and not just to be thought of. It's, it's a lot. It's a lot. This episode, we were unpacking some stuff. You know what I'm saying? Unpacking the, 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 the baggage of the mind. I think where actually it was like, yo, you could fly and you could travel. And that's beautiful. And solo travel is dope. I think in this episode, we really unpacking some stuff. Like it's time for, for baggage claim. Claim your baggage. Like, yo, what is you going through? What's, what's stopping you from, from being where you need to be and being able to look at, yo, okay, these are the things that I come with. And, and deeply understanding that. Because sometimes we're afraid of being ourselves. Like, yo, I'm afraid of the things that I carry. Like, I just want somebody else here to help me open up this stuff and, and go through it, which is cool. That's, that's important. But are we ready to ask for that? Are we ready to be, to go through our own baggage and to go through our own stuff and really, you know, really look at it and be like, damn, what's it? Where did that come from? I've been storing this all this time. I've really been coming away. That's one thing I had to yo. I realized that some people I thought I forgave, I, I still didn't forgive them as fully. I'm, I'm understanding that forgiveness is a process as well. I stopped when it felt good. I'm like, oh, okay. That was a little bit more than like what I thought I could do. And then it's like, oh, but you wasn't really done yet. There's another layer to that forgiveness as I'm starting to see, okay, I, I see that, whoa, I see that coming into play. I thought I, I thought I finished that already. I thought I thought I mastered that course, and it was evident I, I didn't master it. I, I learned, but I had I had to keep learning in a different way. And the more I avail myself to learning, the more I, I stop resisting, is when I, I truly am able to fully receive the wisdom, or apply again the knowledge to apply it to be wisdom because I, I can have the resistance to to want to learn, but then there's an added resistance in being able to implement that in my everyday life and in my life in general. Yeah, we are. We, we, we making time, bro. We making time. I think I'm going to try to find another poem, maybe a shorter poem or something like that. Y'all. If y'all cool with that, we're going to try to find like another piece, you know, something that I just wrote from the dome. Okay, so we're going to do a little switch. My fault. We're going to do a little switch, like, you know, switch gears a little bit. But we we flowing here. I think there's, there's no structure, and there needs to be no structure. Sometimes we, again, cling to structure because it's familiar, but it's like, let's just flow, like, in and out of thoughts and, like, I'm just using this as a, as a form of meditation. Like, it's a different type of vibe, but hopefully I can catch the vibe, catch the wave, you know. We could, you see me, I see you, but you hearing me. And I'm going to hear y'all in spirit, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but since Mother's Day, I wrote this poem on my mom. Uh, she's taught me how to be a, a good friend. I try to, she's a beautiful person. I, I try to try to do that. And she was just praying for one of her friends, and I, I overheard her praying, and I was oh, this is really beautiful. And I decided to, to write about it. I hear you send sweet offerings of your soul to God. Present your sacred stream of consciousness at his feet, giving him both your heart and mind so that he's at liberty to see what is on them. I admire how pure and genuine you are. You would have fared well in the Garden of Eden. 
you have no reservations with being naked and letting God witness you in all that you are. What a beautiful relationship. Everything's really related to fear. Like, even at that point, the fear of being naked, the fear of allowing someone, anyone, people, the world, society to just see us for, for, for whatever it is that we are. And honestly, sometimes it's not even the fact that we're afraid that people will see us. We're probably afraid that people will see us and, and upon seeing us, because we're so conditioned to do that, we see we judge, we see we critique, we see we, see we have thoughts. We don't ever just see with that. We don't ever observe. We see. We're seeing everything because it is meant for us to, to formulate some sort of thought or idea or concept behind it. And I just seem to understand, to observe, to gather and try to learn. So I think we're, we're afraid to be judged. We're afraid to be just picked apart and taken apart. And also beyond understanding, we're afraid to be figured out because it's like we haven't figured ourselves out. But now someone else is going to do that work for us and they're going to put us into this box and then we're going to have to exist in this box. And it's like, okay, wow, like what you're saying is true. That's not the absolute truth. And that also can become very, very hard to deal with as we're learning and growing and evolving as we're supposed to be doing because we're humans. So there's a lot of fear I'm realizing involved in a lot of the things we do. And I feel like maybe that's, as I'm starting to understand more about the ways in which I become anxious and procrastinate, there's some fear there. I think maybe that's a question I also ask myself, like, yo, what are we afraid of? What are we afraid of? And I think sometimes even when we talk about self-interrogation and self-questioning, when we reflect, it can be so maybe harsh sometimes, like, yo, we have to really sit down and really question ourselves. And I feel like sometimes there's, there's like this undercurrent that this questioning is going to be like very reprimanding or, you know, Law and order, SVU, like you waiting in the room and they got the flash on your face, like, come on, spit it out. <laughs> but I think that within that, there's a sense of like, when we, when we think something, even for ourselves that we don't understand yet, when we don't understand, we ask questions. And I think we don't, because it's us, we, we're, we're supposed to have it all figured out because it's, it's coming from me. I'm, suppo- I'm supposed to just know sometimes we don't and that's fine. And when we don't, we should question ourselves like, hey, where is this sadness coming from? Hey, where is this coming from? And when we know, sometimes we do know, and that sense is, you know, into our own understandings and other places, but asking those clarifying questions with a comforting voice, I'll say, because the questions won't be comfortable, but there's a way to ask a question in a beautiful manner. There's a way to ask a question in a beautiful manner with the words, again, the words you choose to ask yourself the tone you choose to ask yourself, the ways in which you allow yourself to even answer the question. Like, are we giving ourselves space to even answer this question in a variety of ways? We have an idea what the answer should be, but maybe can we allow ourselves to answer it in a way that might be unexpected? Another great saying that I got from Dr. Pacheco at UCLA, uh, Dr. Denise from UCLA was, give people the room and space to surprise you. And I thought that was beautiful because it's like, yo, taking no assumptions, we learn, we can learn a lot by just allowing, even if I think, even people close to us, like my mom, my brother, yo, fam, like best friends and stuff. Like, let me allow you the space. I might think I have you figured out or I know you because I've been around you for so long. And I do know some of your tendencies and I do know some of this. But at the end of the day, I still don't. As well as I know you, I know I don't even know you well enough. And I think that that's something we can 
it, 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 it's, it's an eye opener. It's like, dang, like, I don't know you. And not to be taken in that way, but just understand that there's a humility involved in life and, and, and engaging with each other that we will never know at all. And that's why we have to act with grace, constant grace and compassion with one another because we will never know. Though we may know some things, we don't know all. And that's not always the truth in every situation that we've come to understand for our own selves. Yeah, these are just thoughts that I've been having. Again, I won't say I'm the best at doing them, but they are, they are, no, nonetheless, they are my thoughts and my feelings and realizations I'm having. I I really want to, everybody slow down, slow down. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay to breathe. It's okay to take that break. Yeah, I'm saying this right because I don't really do it. I really don't. But I think I'm learning. I'm constantly being put in positions where God's like, hey, slow down. I did not I tell you to already slow. Yo, we're going to get there. He probably annoyed. Like, I just said we're going to get there, son. Like, why is you <laughs> speeding me? Relax. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you are trying to get well ahead of yourself. And it's, you're going to be good. Like, you're going to be all right. Like, you're going to get to where you need to get to. Um, it's all about, but I just need to make sure you're prepared. And I think that's also been a prayer that I haven't prayed recently that I was meditating on before is, I don't want to pray for the, for the blessings, like, God, give me this, give me, give me that, but really to pray that I'm, I'm prepared so that when I get to where he needs me to be, I'll be able to do what he would have me to do. And that's hard. It's hard. Sometimes, Mom, it's hard to pray that prayer, like, oh, God, let your will be done. Again, the fear. We don't know what the will is, but we have comfort in knowing that the will is greater than anything else we can plan for ourselves. But still, that understanding is not enough for us to let go of the very the very real invalid fear that we feel we we can't just we can't let that go so yeah I, i'm talking a lot i'm talking a lot how are we doing on time we we chilling we chilling we we are making it through i think i might do like right, let's do like one last poem and i might share some music interview stuff like you know what i'm saying with y'all and then we could uh we can close on out. It's funny, cause I feel like usually I'd be mad hyper. I'd be really like, hey, it was good job. My name's, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I do do a lot of that. But I think this time around, it was really important to kind of take it down a notch and really share some, some thoughts that I really have about, yeah, the world, I guess. Oh, these are some bars. You only lose when you allow yourself to. I lost in the moment when I became lost in my ego. Consumed by aspirations for them to know I'm the flyest nigga in the room. <laughs> Sometimes we, we, we get lost in all those things because we want people to recognize us. And the recognition of man will never supersede the recognition of God. Sometimes we enter a room and we want everyone to know, like, yo, this is me. I got these gifts. Da, 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 da. You know what I'm saying? That was like, from I had to go back into a place where I was like, I was so wanting to to be seen or to un- people understand but it's like when you realize that you're just a vessel we're cavities for the essence of god to, to kind of flow through remaining humble about that understanding that when we are disconnected from the source we are nothing and I, i'm trying to remind myself that like yo me and compliments and stuff and i said that like yo compliments sometimes only be nectar to my sweet baby ego and it's like, yeah, compliments sometimes they really help us out, but it really just like, even with their kind words, it really feeds the ego to like, yo, the good things about me, that's, that's, I'm, I'm, I'm only thankful. Like, that's God. When I allow God to work through me, I, I, we can operate at such a greater level.
that wasn't what I wanted to share with y'all, but I just had passed that and scrolling on my screen. All right, I wrote this, said, ooh, this is a good one. That's a one-liner. A true measure of love is in how we support the things we don't understand. Shout out to my friend Chioma from TKH. We be we definitely been chopping it up, writing poems, and we're trying to just like, you know, our, our thing for this right every day in, in, in May, I had this idea, like, what does it look like to turn to the page in the moment when you feel that emotion? Like, don't turn to anything else, but just turn to writing and use that moment to express whatever it might be. This you, like, there's no prompts. It's just that when you, when you feel like you need to turn to the page, turn to the page and write. So I got you that. I'll share this poem. I'd rather share my emotions with you, rather let you peer into my soul because I'm confident you won't tell. I'd rather share my thoughts with you, rather let you hold my mind in your hand, stay in your palms with my gray matter because I'm confident you won't judge me. I'd rather give you the ugly parts of me, rather expose the hollow, wounded, broken, and unrefined because I'm confident you can handle it. I'd rather come to you first with everything Rather choose you before everything and everyone else, because I'm confident you will never let me down. But sadly, I don't, and continue to struggle to. I can't seem to turn to you in the moment, but thank you for always meeting my readiness with your willingness, my retrospective lover. So yeah, so that's just a couple, you know what I'm saying, a couple of poem johns that I got. <laughs> a couple of joints I've been just you know writing in this every day in May it's always something about when I can write every day like I think I do think writing uh I do think writing is one of my gifts I can say that I guess I'm comfortable in saying that now and when you're operating in divine duty it's important to to tap into that and not not for anything else again I I'm not writing for anyone else writing for myself and whatever it is that you feel like you know whatever gifts y'all got in listening to this you, you get the most and other people get the most from it as well when you just do it because you love to do it or that you understand that this is like, okay, this is what you've been called to do, operating that. When we allow ourselves, <laughs> going back to that, everyone's ever seen the Lauren Hill interview, when we allow ourselves to be agents, there's a lot that, that, that is lost. There's a lot that is taken away from ourselves and from this world and from other people. And I'll say that. I guess the last, last one I'll share as we're, as we're talking about, you know, the, the, the matrix of the mind and freeing ourselves and all types of stuff. I think this last one is kind of apropos to what I want to be doing as I'm trying to do just that. Um, it's a process, of course. But, and there's no one answer and things will change as you know, as you gain a deeper consciousness and as you understand more about yourself. But stop. Don't resist. Sit. Breathe in the moment, release onto the page, write from the heart, unabashedly, from the mind, thoughtfully, but don't overthink, from the soul, from the spirit, obediently, dig deep, write for no one else but you, create, express, flow. So yeah, I this, this is what I guess has been on my mind. I guess I feel even a lot better now to be able to fully express that in, in some type of like way that I find to be aligned with like who I am. But yeah, man, 
I get I appreciate y'all for listening. If you have made this far, thank you. You was a real one. I was chatting, but you was a real one. Uh, you might be able to go into a little bit of voice of the culture, power to the people. <laughs> Alright, so um, I'm gonna just talk about some books, bro. Some books and like maybe like music, and then I'm, I'm gonna let y'all go. I guess like I'm like, it seems like it's class, but nah. I recently like so I love I love the Unplugged album by Lauryn Hill. I think that's a fire joint, fire joint. Like just just allow allow yourself to listen, allow yourself to listen, allow yourself to hear. That's all I'll say. Go listen to that. Love Lauryn Hill. Um, this new Jay Shetty Will Smith uh, interview. I watched it with the homie Dom at her crib, and that was fire. We just watched it, actually. That was fire. I, there's no words. Again, go listen. Allow yourself to hear. Allow yourself to listen. Those are good interviews. There's a lot of different interviews I, I watch. Uh, I'm trying to think other interviews that I'm just like, yo, that was... I love watching interviews. I love understanding getting the perspective into other perspectives about the world and how people think about the world and their experiences that have kind of shaped them. That's always been super intriguing to me. When I think of books, I think of Freedom is a Constant Struggle by Angela Davis. I think of The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle, I think his name is. All About Love by Bell Hooks, of course, you know, that's, that's a book that's constantly, The Alchemist, The Bible, <laughs> you know, it's like running off right, but, um, Oh, yo, there's also some spoken words. I get into spoken words. I love jazz and mans. There's so much, I feel like, creative stuff that just allows you to open your mind and kind of be in tune with your experiences and experiences of others and connect. You know, I don't got to do everything right now. You know what I'm saying, like, this is a journey. I can't, of course, we can't just be sharing everything. And not even saying we can't, but it's like, there probably will be time for a space for all of the things that you've learned along the way to kind of just share that. You just... Uh, you drop seeds and you, and you keep it pushing and you hope that, you know, over time, water, mist, whatever will, will allow that seed to grow. When it comes to music, I've listened to a lot of UK R&B, so Colleen Taylor got these two songs out. It's um, Questions and Until, and I think that it's, they're both fire. I heard on Spotify, and it's crazy because when I was in high school, me and my, my best friend Cam, we listened to this, like, uh, uh, this is back in like 2012. He was listening to covers of Thinking About You. We used to like, he used to like play the guitar. He's mad talented, playing guitar, soccer, anything like that. We used to be chilling. And we listened to that cover and it came on. And his voice is very distinct. It's very interesting. And I was like, I really kind of rock with this. And he was like, eh, I don't really like that much. I'm like, okay. We used to really debate over whether the cover was good or not. And in all honesty, after that, I lost the cover. I could never find it again because it was deep. Like it, it was like this very interesting cover, but I never found it again. So for like eight years, I haven't searched for that cover. Right, like a couple of months ago, I, I sat down. Was like, I was like, nah, I'm gonna find this cover. Like I will go through every page on YouTube to find this cover. I started. Maybe I got to like page three. I didn't really see it. I was like, all right, bro. But I had the image in my mind of like I know what the cover looked like. I know what the background was like. I knew everything about the cover, even how it sounded. I had tried to show people before, I had told people about it, but never really found the cover. And I listened to the song, I was like, wait, that voice. Yo, this is him. Went to YouTube, typed it in, yo, think about your cover, Colleen. Found the guy right there. I'm like, son, I've been looking for this video for dumb, long. And it just felt like a full circle thing, like music, or whatever. So I don't know, like, I, I guess the, the, 
the thing I'll close out with. So I guess that's music, right? Uh, Tiana Major Nine, go check her out. I heard Cole got a new album coming out. Let's let's you know. I was just replaying how Silent Story got me through a lot in high school. It was just I was just like, yo, that, he was like talking to me, like really speaking to me about between him, Lauren. Like I had like did like my my my, my lyrical family is like Lauren and Tupac is my you know what I'm saying. Lauren's my mom, Tupac's my dad. I did even want to take Photoshop just so I could Photoshop their faces on my. <laughs> <laughs> onto my baby pictures of my parents, but that was a little, I'm sorry, mom and dad, I was a little foul, a little bit. But y'all understand my, my deep love for them. And then also like Cole and Kendrick is, you know, the big brothers and stuff. And now recently before Solange is, you know, part of the family, uh, that's, that's, that's a big sis, you know, TDE punches, you know what I'm saying? Probably, yo, I got, I'm, I'm going to create like a, like a family tree of like my creative lineages that have kind of put an impact on me. Again, I'm chatting, but I say a lot to say there's a lot of great music out there. Just go out and let, let music speak to you. Find find music that resonates with you. They don't have to always send a message, but you do want to make sure that there's a balance. Like sometimes there's music that provides you a break, and there's music that provides you an escape. And not saying all escapes are bad, but just be be vigilant of how far away you are and how far it allows you to go and where you are and can it bring you back? And is there a space for, for you to be brought back? That's I guess I'll put it that way. Listen, in all of this, I guess the big thing is like, yo, no fear. No fear. Nina Simone said the best. When they ask, what is freedom? She's like, I'll tell you what freedom is. No fear. No fear. And I think I'll, I'll end off on, on that note. But yes, thank you so much for this time and this space to kind of interact together, speak together. I'm, I'm super appreciative of it. Yeah, this was wonderful. I appreciate y'all. And if you have thoughts, you know, DM me, hit me. Let's talk, let's vibe, let's read, let's share, let's connect. Uh, let's, let's really create impact. All right, y'all. Peace. <laughs>